Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, rave line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Could I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch. Up against the wall. Can't explain it, what I'm feeling right now, guys. I can't believe it. Let's open up that race Woohoo! Oh, I can't believe USD has hired Lincoln Riley. Oh, yeah! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reign of Troy Radio, episode... 500, yes, 500 episodes for Rain of Troy Radio. Joining to you here on Wednesday, August 30th. We're going to look ahead to USC and Nevada. Lock and Horns, 3.30 p.m. on the Pac-12 Networks on Saturday afternoon at the Coliseum. I'm going to preview the game, give you our game predictions, play some over, under, and so much more here on this episode. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, like us on Facebook. Our email address is reignoftroyatfansider.com and our phone number is uh, is 818-643-7227. Suck at what's brewing, show. What the hell? You, Did I miss the cue? <laughs> you missed the cue. 818-643-7227. Suck at what's brewing, show. There you go. You got it. Uh, Jake won't hate us now. Um, <laughs> uh, as always, I'm your host, Mike Castillo. Join along with my co-host, Alicia Deratola, here in the Rancher Studio in Los Angeles. Hello, everybody. Hello, uh, big shout out to everyone joining us live on YouTube. Uh, as always, hit the smash, hit the smash button, smash the like button. That like works. Like the smash button. Uh, subscribe to the subscribe button as well. Uh, hit the bell uh, so you get notified every time that we go live, uh, which is every Monday and Wednesday during the week, along with uh, CarCast on Saturday nights after the game, uh, about two hours after home games, uh, probably about 10, 15 minutes after road games. Uh, that is the plan for this uh, 2023 um, season. And uh, Thursday nights, we have our bonus content with our Rot Squad, which you can join and become a member for four ninety nine. You get all of our bonus content. Thursday nights, you get to join us for a call-in show. Just It's it's a hangout. We're, we're having a good old time, grand old time. Thursday nights with the with the Rot Squad uh, here. 9 p.m. on YouTube is when we go live for those shows as well. So you can join the join the crew uh, here through YouTube. $4.99 a month for all of our bonus content. And you get access to the Discord. So uh, that's fun fun stuff all around. Yeah, it's it's super fun. The Discord is fun on game days in particular when everybody's just uh, you know, letting off in the uh in the chat <laughs> during the game uh and then uh, and then yeah there's we've got all sorts of good shows that uh that people seem to enjoy so come join us yeah and by the way it's our 500th full episode Woo-hoo! and big shout out to tim in the chat tim! with a, a 50 dollars super chat hello thank you happy, you guys are the best happy 500th episode that's 
technically 500 plus innumerable it's car casts like and unnamed episodes. But 500 in, in spirit, 500 I think, in, is, in, is perfect. The number that's... So long as we're numbering episodes, we need to treat you know the episodes as, as what they are it's it's yeah. our 500th episode like proper titled episode is pretty wild yeah 100 percent. and uh we're, we're super excited about that and yeah tim thank you the above and beyond you, you you're awesome and uh and thanks to everyone in the chat too who's uh who's thanking us for yeah for we've got ernesto fighting on mc lfg sj is in the chat rama murdy uh, Richard's here. He's on the treadmill joining us. He says, um, "Kings fan is in here." Uh, Cameron, a uh, bunch of people in the, in the chat. So big, big ups to you guys. Uh, we couldn't do this show without you. Uh, we got a couple of calls about um, episode five hundred. We'll get to at the end. Uh, so we'll talk about that stuff at the end. Um, but the the last thing to to mention before we get into USC and Notre Dame and uh, Notre Dame, Nevada, wrong N. I mean, yeah. there is there is a letter in common, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, this, this is true. Uh, is that, did you know that this episode is brought to you by DraftKings? And have you signed up for DraftKings yet? Because if you're a new user, you can receive 150 bucks bonus bets. Uh, instantly, after following just these three steps, create an account, deposit, and then wager five bucks on any sport. Whether your first wager wins or loses, you'll still receive... $150 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code Reign of Troy, all one word, Reign of Troy, when you sign up. The best part is using our code Reign of Troy uh, not only gets you the bonus, but it helps support the show as well. If you're considering signing up for DraftKeys, definitely use that code Reign of Troy to maximize those first bets. The offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states, uh, which many of you are. It's not just California over here, baby. Uh, and please remember to always gamble responsibly and check the full episode description for all of the full terms of the deal. Yeah. yeah. So DraftKings. Yeah, big shout out to DraftKings for supporting the show as well. Uh, all right, uh, Alicia, let's get into, I would say, the news. We we don't really have a news segment today. Let's it's, get right into it. It's good news that we don't have a news segment because the only reason during game, during seasons, that we need a news segment is to talk about injuries. Or polls, and there's no polls. Or there's no poll. And there's no injuries. So yeah. on we go. Yeah. All right. Let's get into USC and Nevada for this quick break. Hey, Alicia, before we get back to the show, can you give me one quick moment? Are you doing prize picks again? Yes. It's so good. It's the playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. There's so many good things to do on prize picks. It's America's number one fantasy sports app for a reason. I'm just going here looking for different entries. Look at this. Uh, James Harden, more or less than nine assists. What do you think? Uh, James Harden and the Clippers are out to crush me, so always I pick less. Okay, okay. Kevin Durant, more or less than 28 points? Uh, Kevin Durant is out to crush the souls of Suns fans, so I always pick less. <sighs> Fine. Uh, Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points. Is, 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 that, is that better for you? Anthony Edwards is actually really, really, really good, so... Fine, we can do more there. We're going to go Anthony Edwards more, Kevin Durant less, James Harden less. I'm going to lock it in. And you guys listening can also download the app today and use the code Reign of Troy for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Download the app 
Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million members. Download the app today and use the code Reign of Troy for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. And yes, it's available in California. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's get into USC and Nevada, the Trojans and the Wolfpack. Lock and Horns, 3.30 p.m. kickoff at the Coliseum on the Pac-12 networks. Um... Let's set the stage for USC and Nevada. Uh, Nevada, of course, based in Reno, famously west of Los Angeles. They have to travel all the way east to Los Angeles to face the Trojans. And they have not done that since November 9th, 1929. The Trojans beat them 66 to nothing at the Coliseum on November 9th, 1929 to go 5-0 all time against their their state's brethren's to the right to the east, even though Nevada, Reno is to the west. Um, but at least they have not played since November 9th, 1929. Scotch tape, not invented yet. The jet engine did not exist. Reflectors did not exist on the roads until 1934. They did not exist when Nevada was driving down here. Maybe they were on the railroad. I don't know. Can beer didn't exist. Silly putty in the microwave. You couldn't buy a box of cake mix until 1949, 20 years after that game took place. 20 years. Uh, more importantly, that game took place three days before Grace Kelly, the greatest actress of all time, was ever born. <laughs> three weeks before man had ever flown over the South Pole, allegedly, of course, allegedly about the South Pole, am I right? <laughs> Three years before Diane Feinstein was ever born, only four years until she was elected, but that's another <laughs> another side plot. Uh, eight years before the Hindenburg disaster, ten years before Bill Snyder was born, you know the the legendary Kansas State coach who feels like he's you know high in his years. Ten years before he was born, uh, SC and Nevada have not played twenty five years before the founding of the Air Force. <laughs> The Air Force proper. Obviously, yeah, the Air the Force, Air Force yeah. existed before it was part of the Army, but we're not talking about that. That's the Air Force, 25 years. 30 years before Alaska and Hawaii were admitted to the Union. That's the one that gets me. Yeah. It was 48 states. The The country had a completely different flag at the time these last two teams had played. Uh, and, of course... More most importantly, it was 50 years before the Eagles' heartache tonight was number one on the Billboard charts. Incredible, incredible, pretty pretty wild. It's yeah. it's been a while, which is surprising because you'd think that Nevada would be 
a football program that USC would be playing the way that they play San Jose State, the way that they play Fresno mm-hmm. State, the way that they play UNLV. Like it just that they would that in the last hundred years that they would have like they would cross paths at some twice. point. At yeah. some point, yeah. yeah. Uh, part of this is Nevada did play at the FCS level for a long time, Division One AA. Um, and USC has famously never played never, an FCS never played, opponent. Yes, but Nevada has been an FBS team for like 20-something years, mm-hmm. and even still, never never played um, until this year, until Saturday. So um, LFG in the chat says, would have been by rail most likely. Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, next time they face uh, in uh, in in 21 Fifteen, maybe the the they'll have high speed rail by yeah. then. We'll see. Um, but uh, let's talk about this Nevada Wolfpack team led by Ken Wilson. Sorry, Kevin Wilson, not Ken Wilson. Um, wait, is it Ken Wilson? I'm, did I write the wrong Wilson down? There's two Wilsons. What did I do? Ken Wilson is the uh, is the head coach of Nevada. Yes, yes. Ken Wilson, okay. not Kevin. Kevin Wilson. Wilson is the other one. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Wilson is the old uh, also a Indiana Ke- like head coach. Yeah, there's also a Kenneth Wilson who was an American theoretical physicist. Sure, who yeah. won the 1982 Nobel Prize for physics? Where did you pull that out? Of? <laughs> Google. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Ken Wilson is the the head coach at Nevada. Um, he was a, a staffer under Chris Alt for a long time, from 1989 until 2012. Uh, he was the Washington State linebacker coach under Mike Leach, which means he worked with Alex Grinch uh, from 19 from uh, 2015 to 17. Uh, he was the Oregon uh, linebackers coach in 2020, the year of our COVID. Uh, in 2021, he was the Oregon co-defensive coordinator slash inside linebackers coach. Um, and then he became the Nevada head coach starting in 2022. Um, the Wolfpack last year, not great. Two and 12. Um, they rank, uh, they ranked 125th in SP plus last year, uh, and, and 106th going into, uh, this season in SP plus, uh, really, really not great. Um, but this is a this is a team that you know we were putting together our, our little rundown and our notes and, and everything. Alicia, you sort of equated them to a Colorado light um, because yes. of a bunch of transfers. Yes, in in that it's very difficult to know what Colorado is going to be this year because yeah, they were terrible last year. You expect them to not be very good this year, but the transfers are a wild card. You really don't know to what degree this this the improvement you might see the yeah. transfer portal opens up rapid improvement for teams uh if they if they hit on enough of the of the transfers that they bring in so when you've got you know uh, guys like Sean Dollars and you've got uh, Adrian Jackson and Malcolm McClure and and John Jackson the 3rd and and uh some other transfers from USC then there is a there is a sense that maybe your talent risen, your talent level has risen Mm-hmm. Maybe you can do a little bit more, right? Uh, so I'm not saying that they are in as good a position as Colorado from the t- in terms of the transfers that Colorado brought in. The caliber of transfer was certainly better than the caliber that Nevada has brought in. Uh, sort of in terms of of how you would rate them coming into the season at, at the top these end. Are, yeah, these uh, a lot of you know. There's a lot of of power five cast offs that are you know I, with all due respect but that's sort of the truth of the matter uh, where Colorado 
got some legitimate, you know, legitimate transfers who could have gone to to many many major programs. So yeah, it, this is an interesting this is an interesting lineup. These are a lot of guys who have a lot to prove. You know, I I can sit here and call them castoffs. That's a motivating factor for them. Um, it's 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 a wild card in this matchup that I think makes. What is, and we're going to talk about it, what is on paper a very lopsided matchup makes it just a little bit more intriguing because we don't quite know what what damage a Sean Dollars can do in a, in a featured role. We don't quite know what some of the, a lot of the defensive transfers that we're going to talk about will be capable of when they get in there and, and have their chance to shine. Yeah, 100%. I, th- I think let's let's just get right into it. Uh, and talk about this Nevada offense last year. Uh, 113th in SP+. Uh, not great. Um, but there's a lot of incoming talent here to talk about. Brendan Lewis, uh, the Colorado transfer quarterback, 13 career starts uh, at CU, 1,700 yards, 10 touchdowns, 3 picks. An, an interesting resume at Colorado because we think of him as the quarterback in 2021 when Colorado was like historically bad, right? Horribly bad. Um, but yet he had this weird two game stretch middle of the season against uh, at Oregon at Austin in 2021 and at home against Oregon state, even in 2021, Oregon state was a good team, a, a tough team to play. Uh, in that two game stretch, he threw for 394 yards, six TDs and no picks, uh, a nice little 163 quarterback rating. But apart from there, pretty bad at Colorado, but so was everything around him at Colorado. So I don't know how much of that is a Brendan Lewis thing and how much of that is just the whole situation was not ideal. He wasn't put in a place to succeed. Um, So he is new. He steps in here. And so he's got, he's got weapons to throw to, including uh, you talked about, uh, you mentioned John Jackson, the third John Jackson, the third, the former USC wide receiver, uh, tight end and wide receiver transferred uh, to Nevada this year. Five career catches for the Trojans for 42 yards. He's listed as the second team receiver going into week one. I'm sort of interested about the, to see how that sort of plays out. Um, thought it was interesting in the in the wrap up show the other night. Uh, Pete Arga, Pete Arbogast was asking uh, JJ two about whether or not JJ three was going to play a lot on Saturday. And JJ was like, you know, we don't really talk about football, but I, I assume so. And well, he's the second, second teamer in the depth chart in week one. I don't know what that means because the depth chart in week one can, you know, maybe there's a lot of rotation and he gets out there. Maybe not. I don't know. We will see either way. He's also, he's also behind a receiver who is Nevada's best returning receiver and was was probably not gonna in terms of in that position was probably not going to ever be in danger of losing his starting job in uh in uh delvin campbell yeah delvin campbell uh six four two fifteen transfer from illinois last year at nevada he had 38 catches 459 yards and a touchdown he kind of feels like the big body guy to keep an eye on um, we know that SC got cooked by was it Nick Nash last week from, mm-hmm. from San Jose State. So um, we didn't really talk about Nick Nash in the preview uh, last last week. Uh, the guy to circle this this week definitely is is Delvon Campbell, uh, 6'4", 215. So guy to keep an eye on there. In the running game, Sean Dollars and Ashton Hayes are going to sort of split time. 
in in the running game, Dollars does get the starts. Um, tight end uh, Kalecki Latu is the transfer from Cal. 18 catches, 207 yards, and a touchdown last year uh, with the Bears. Um, and this is an offensive line that gave up 34 sacks last year. Not great. Uh, they, they lost a couple of guys, uh, Trey Hamilton and Bryce Peterson to graduation. Grant Stark. Stark? Why do you say I'm that? Read, I'm reading it Stark. Stark. Okay. Just, there's too many letters in that Stark, but it's Like Stark. the Westerosi family. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's off to Oregon State. Um, but uh, Andrew Madrigal, uh, no, no word on the connection to... Um, magical, uh, magical electromotive, electromotive. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Madrigal starting at center is the, uh, the most experienced guy on the Nevada, um, offensive line, but, uh, you look, so, at, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, just on the offensive line, it's noteworthy that they, they've lost tackles They they bring back guys who are in the center of their defense, who have played together, who know what they're, who know what they're about, who are returning, but, they lost their best tackle in 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 Stark, and um, they also lost uh, another guy whose name I'm currently forgetting, um, who was out all of last year with a with an injury, and then transferred to ASU. Um, so they're going to be potentially vulnerable on the ends with players with less experience and certainly less experience playing on this Nevada offensive line. Yeah, uh, you you look at the numbers last year. Um, they only scored 1.3 points per drive, 121st in the country. Um, not great. Yeah. They only gained 31.5% of their available yards is 125th. These numbers are just purely atrocious. Like, like this is on like potentially one of the worst teams that USC will ever face, like historically. On paper, uh, yeah. On paper. But again, this is a different team than, than last year because – Wilson is in year two. He brings in a bunch of these transfers. So I don't know how much to take these numbers seriously in that sense. Well, I mean, yes, there was a different quarterback. There was different, you know, the running back situation was was different. They've added pass catching options in the transfer portal. So, yeah, it is possible them to for them to transform these numbers. But when you get down to brass tacks, this was a very bad team last year. Uh, they won two games. Yeah. And... They have added some intriguing players, but have they added anybody on offense that can do to USC's defense what like a Chevin Cordero could do? Like, let's be let's be generous to Brendan Lewis here. Um, he's not Chevin Cordero. No. Now he is capable of, of moving around. Of, of but he's he's not a high school guy that is making his first his first career start either. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's sort of a there's a balance there, but the transformation that needs to happen for this offense to actually threaten USC's defense is considerable. Mm-hmm. And so I I am very willing to go out here and 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 say, if this offense, if this quarterback, even with the transfer additions, does to USC's defense even close to what San Jose State did to USC's defense, you need to start ringing the alarm bells. Because, yeah, there are some in- intriguing players that are that are here, but they're also all playing their first game together after transferring at a in an offense that was... Right. You see the number, like the they, numbers they are what they are. They didn't play in a week zero game. They, they didn't have that, that luxury like SC did. Yeah. Um, 
the, the flip side of this is, yeah, you look at these numbers, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you see the numbers on the screen right now. 120th and all this stuff. Well, the, the irony is, look at the other side of the screen. SC's numbers last year on defense, 111th in, defense, in defensive yeah. points per drive, 120th in short field points per drive, 127th uh, in plays that gained 20, 20 plus yards. Like, all of those things um, were horrendously bad. The, I guess the flip side is, you know, Nevada was doing this against uh, a schedule that was loaded with Mountain West teams. SC was doing that against the you know against really good offenses last year like what UCLA could put up and what Utah could put up they obviously they missed Oregon and Washington last year but SC played a tougher schedule than Nevada even still SC's defense fully susceptible to giving up a lot of yards and a lot of all those things and we saw that in week zero against San Jose State which is why I kind of like this matchup in the sense that uh, it's not again is it's not going to tell us a lot about whether or not USC's defense has really tightened up the ship but it'll tell us a little bit about whether or not they've tightened up the ship like it, it'll it'll let us know a little bit more about uh, about how much of a level of concern you you can expect to have for for sure. this for this defense because yeah like you said USC's defense statistically was right <laughs> right there toe to toe with Nevada's offense uh, in terms of who can sort of have more three digit numbers up on up on our up on our screen right now um in terms of rankings but for Nevada, that's Nevada. Like that's Nevada in year one under a under a new head coach. Um, for USC, it was it was it, a transition year last year. But you know, SC doesn't matter that uh, it was a transition year last year, and then even still this year with all the incoming transfers the Trojans have. Yeah, the incoming talent that SC has is um, a high level of incoming talent and. At this point, it's, you know, put up or shut up in a lot of different ways, especially with how, you know, the 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 critics have talked about Alex Grinch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's just what it is. Well, I mean, the, this is a really good week for Alex Grinch, and it, and it could be a mirage as far as sure. what we've talked about with the meta. But this is a really good... start somewhere, right? This is a really good week for Alex Grinch's defense to come out and... and Pitch a shutout. Like I'm not right. saying you have to. Shutouts are in these contexts are are sort of mirages in and of themselves. But you know, play a a, a start to finish strong defensive game where mm-hmm. it never feels like Nevada's offense is making a joke of USC. Then right. that that would go a long way to maybe quiet some some of the doubters uh, in the early stages of this. Uh, of this season, you know, accepting what Nevada is on, on offense, like knowing the context, you still got to go out there and get the stop. Give me one specific thing you want to see from USC's defense on Saturday. Um, no, uh, no big plays given up because of, um, uh, because of, of, Beats deep, or are you talking about like not necessarily third down breakdowns? Breakdowns, breakdowns is the word. Like defensive breakdowns. I, I, I think you you don't want to see what happened between Max Williams and Imani Jackson with that blown coverage. You don't want to see the third and forever uh, the, the 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 questionable play call paired with 
just a collection of guys who just didn't get the job done on that particular play out. Like those kinds of things. It's about whether or not it feels like the defense and everybody on it is doing the job that they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And that could mean, you know, I, it's, it's not about how many yards you give up necessarily. Yeah. It's not about, um, you know, Ram Murdy in the chat says you need to force turnovers. I don't even like, I would, feel even better about a game where USC just didn't didn't give up some any major big plays to Nevada and had zero turnovers in this game but isn't that stout. isn't that weird because I feel the same way like obviously to Ram Marty's point yes you do want to force turnovers yeah, you, you always wanna, want turnovers you yes. want to not give up big plays and whatever but I think SC based on last year has to prove that they can make the stops without the turnover. Yes, yeah, that, and that's right? exactly like, it. That, that it's not just the turnover, because I, I subscribe to the idea of turnover luck, but I also think that you can force turnovers and make the luck go in your favor that way by just... And we see that with how SC plays and how Grinch sort of models the defense of trying to be ultra-aggressive. Well, being ultra-aggressive will lead itself to forcing more turnovers. It It will. But it also will leave you susceptible to the big breakdowns, and it will because, like we we've, we've we've seen those, right? So, if you can if if you can win without forcing the turnovers and still be aggressive at the same time and still get, you know take away some of those those big um uh, those big plays, I think that would be a big step forward for the defense. So we'll see if SC can sort of do that uh, on on Saturday afternoon. Clean we, it up. We, yeah, ex- exactly. We did get a question on Discord from Dset. Are we going to have another scrimmage game on this Saturday? Um, and I think that's an interesting point because I think there will still be a ton of guys, especially on defense, working through the lineup a bunch. And there's no better opponent for that than I think Nevada in a way of getting these guys reps, but also maybe some confidence under their belt against the team that they should they should beat. They should be better than, right? They, we're going to get to, you know, the Vegas spread later, but it's 38 and a half, right? Like SC should be able to go out there and beat them handily yeah. on defense. You want to have them build some confidence and build reps at the same time. I think that this is absolutely a game where I think you're going to see a ton of rotation, a ton of dudes play, especially on defense. And um, I, th- I think it's a good thing in, in week one game two for SC. Yeah, I expect a lot of uh, of rotation as well. I expect to see a lot of the same names that we saw rotated in and out um, from the from the freshmen up to the to the transfers. Yeah, um, I think you have to use this game to continue what you did last week in terms of getting guys good solid reps. Mm-hmm. What I want to see change is that I can call them good solid good solid reps. One hundred percent, particularly from the veterans. If you know, I was very critical of the defense last week, uh, or I guess earlier this week when we were talking about them, because to me, a lot of the mistakes were made by veteran players who should not be making those, those mistakes because they're yeah. veteran players. Mm-hmm. If we see that again this week, then I, then you know what, I, I, it's one thing if Tackett Curtis is 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 missing assignments or is is making big mistakes. It's another thing if Max Williams or or like Caleb no. Bullock missing tackles or, right. you know, even even Mason Cobb, I want to see him very quickly as a veteran guy, very quickly pick up the mistakes that he made in week one and correct them. 
Yeah, yeah. You 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 want you want your freshmen to go out there uh, and get their feet wet and you know make plays, but also have the ability to learn off of the mistakes that they that they do make. Uh, those veterans, I think that you want them to be a little further along in that development process. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the flip side of the ball. USC's offense going up against the Nevada defense. Um, the Nevada defense. Um, your standard sort of formation in college football these days, sort of that uh, 3-3-5, 4-2-5, whatever you want to call it, with a, with a rush end that sort of pivots the defense back and forth. Um, really four guys on, on that, uh, the three three guys with a hand in the dirt and a, and a rush end. That rush end, the second string rush end, familiar name, Elijah Winston, uh, former USC uh, linebacker. He transferred up to Reno to join the Wolfpack. He's listed as the second team rush end besides uh, or behind uh, Marcel Walker Burgess. Um, 10 career tackles for Elijah Winston uh, at SC. He had 14 last year at Nevada, including uh, two and a half tackles for loss. Uh, but this is the defense led by uh, Drew Watts right in the middle at uh, inside linebacker out of Sierra Canyon. Freshman season last year was pretty solid for the Wolfpack. All Mountain West honorable mention. Uh, I saw he got mentions uh, for freshman All-American teams. Uh, 57 tackles, nine tackles for loss, three sacks, and an interception, all as a freshman getting his first action uh, for a full season. He did play like one game uh, in 2021. Um, Trey Weed, interesting guy coming over from Eastern Washington at the FCS level. 36 starts under his belt. 135 tackles, six picks, 21 PBUs. Uh, he joins Nevada in the defensive backfield. Um, and then there's uh, Henry Ikehifo, uh a Cal transfer on the defensive end uh, spot. Five tackles, a tackle for loss, and a sack last year with uh, with the Cal Bears. So, again, a lot of transfers, um, a lot of sort of unproven talent, but interesting talent here they were 90th last year in sp plus they're, they're not a great defense by any means but this they're also going up against uh the best usc offense of your lifetime you know so like uh, it's a matchup that uh you know really favors sc here yeah i'm sorry nevada um the nevada defense we could say a lot of the same things about them as we said about the offense in that they have added quite a few transfers, mm -hmm. some who could be very, very important to them. Uh, Trey Weed is a very interesting guy who's, who looks like he's going to be playing nickel. Um, but with that kind of, of uh, experience at a, a, a quality FCS program, um, you have to take sort of notice of that. He's somebody to, to, to watch. But this defense is cannon fodder for, for USC's offense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's absolute cannon fodder. I, yeah. I, I don't know how else to spin it. USC, like you said, it's no offense to the Nevada defense. It's just no. that we saw what USC did to a San Jose State defense that that actually had a like that, that did some good things last year, and and they lost a bunch of guys up front, so they were certain certainly dealing with some stuff and and we saw that their defensive front was able to unsettle USC's offensive line uh, quite a bit yeah at times uh so like maybe there's some opportunity here for the Nevada defense to to have a guy like uh Ikahi Hifo do some damage to have 
additional transfers like uh, Malcolm McClure and, and Adrian Jackson from from Oregon to maybe sort of have a moment to have one of their guys step up. But when it comes down to it, we are still talking about Caleb Williams. We are still talking about mm-hmm. Zachariah Branch and Austin Jones and Dorian Singer, Dorian Singer yeah. and Mario Williams and, 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 and. I'm sorry, unless you have an elite defense, this offense is going to run through you, and Nevada certainly does not have anything that comes close to an elite defense and cannot expect to come into this season thinking that they will begin to even approach thinking about being a a better Mountain West defense. It's just... it's an unfair fight, and I expect USC's offense to cut through this like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, eighteen point six percent of plays uh, last year. A lot of Nevada's defensive numbers are pretty middle of the road, uh, but eighteen and a half uh, plays last year against Nevada's defense went for ten plus yards. It's one hundred and seventh in the country, and that's a number that's not going to fare well against SC. Let's talk about the Trojans last week on offense. We know that they scored. 49 offensive points. They did have the the other touchdown from Zachariah Branch that made it 56 on the kick return. What do you need to see in this game? Obviously, they're going to be favored heavily against that Nevada defense as they are and should be. But what do you expect to see um, from the, the running game? What do you need to see in this game? What I really want to see is the offensive line show a little bit more cohesiveness, uh, certainly in in pass protection. I want to see Caleb Williams being able to sit in a clean pocket mm-hmm. more often. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, that should obviously always be the goal for USC's offensive line. But in, in this case, they should be able to start taking steps towards giving him that. Right. In this game, this is not a defensive front that uh, that USC that the players that USC has on that offensive line should not be capable of winning their battles against. So it's really about how much do those guys trust each other? They've had their run through in in week zero. Now, do we start to see a coalescing of the five or the six that USC really trusts there. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to see. I, I don't, I still expect to see quite a bit of rotation or quite a bit of sort of, sort of figuring it out a little bit more, but I'd just like to see a lot less of it in this to show that, okay, no, we, we can trust this guy. We can trust this guy. We're good to go here. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think so. I, I think that that was one of the problem areas for USC on offense last week. And it's, it's, it's hard, obviously, to find a problem area in a, in a game that you score 56 points, 49 on offense. But it was it was the offensive line for me. Uh, but a lot of that was so much of the rotation. They were playing so many dudes on the offensive line that there wasn't a set five. And I don't think we're going to see a set five for a few weeks, especially not in this game either. I think you're going to see more rotation. You're going to see um, that that's what this September is about, is about finding what that five is. So that way, when you go into games later on, when you go into the the games against the Arizona schools, and certainly when you get to South Bend to play Notre Dame and back at home against Utah, like you want to have your offensive line completely set at that point. So I think we should understand that there's going to be a, a, a growing curve to to the chemistry that the offensive line can have in this in this season. But you want to see steps towards improving and trying to gel and all of those things. I want to uh, see I want to see one other big thing. Mm-hmm. Um and that is 
I want to see like Kyron Hudson get another chance. Sure. Yeah. I want He him... started last week, only had one catch. Yes, but he had that big drop initially and I, I want to see them specifically like get him back involved in the offense, rebuild mm-hmm. that guy's confidence because I do think you're going to want him to be a, uh, a a a player that you can go to when you need him. Um, so I'd like to see uh, the sort of the, the the drop thing turned over and and turned into a a thing that's like okay that was last week let's go. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, Alicia, let's get into the over under here as we look at Saturday's game USC and Nevada. So you're going over. I'm feeling bold. Give me that over. I go under. I got to take an under here. I got three unders to take. I'm going to do an under here. All right. Uh, we got to put the link up on YouTube. Uh, so check that. Check back for that. If you're watching us live, we'll throw that into the description. If you listen to us on Oppa Podcast, the link will be in the show notes as well. Uh, and go and pick. make your picks for the over-under. Uh, Alicia, let's get right into it. What's your first over-under on Saturday, SCN Nevada? I am going with an over under of 1.5 and that is third and long conversions for for Nevada. Mhm. This stat is the most damning thing that came out of the the statistics <laughs> in terms of USC's defense yeah. last week. San Jose State was 3 of 6 on third and long with third and long being defined as third and 9 or more yards mm-hmm. to gain. Yeah. They were 50% on third and nine plus. Yeah. You, you, you that, can't do that is absolutely unacceptable to a degree that I cannot impose upon our listeners. That is not good no. at all. Very bad. Um, yikes. In the end, San Jose State's third third down conversion numbers looked pretty like they they weren't they weren't bad from a USC perspective. I think they were down in thirty percent, like so, somewhere in the thirty percent, which is like fine. But when you break it down to that, can't happen. No. So Nevada, um, will they manage two third and long conversions, as defined by uh, nine plus yards to go? Yeah, I just I just looked it up on third down. Um, so cfbstats.com calls third and long as third and ten plus. Um, I went with nine plus just because Stat Broadcast has sure, a breakdown yeah. in their stats. That's that. So I was like, okay, that'll be easy to yeah. To I mean, that, confirm. That, that makes sense. Uh, just for nine plus is what we're going for the over under. FYI, yes. but um, on cfbstats.com they have ten plus, and so. In here, it says that SC um, allowed three passes on three pass attempts last week uh, for 48 yards on those third down plays. Now, I looked up last year's numbers. Um, As a whole, SC in that situation um, gave up um, 22 of 35 passing, 354 uh, yards for one touchdown, four picks, Passer rating of 134.4. Uh, that's not good. Um, SC ranked uh, 108th in, in completion percentage there, uh, which is not great. Only 14 of those were, were first downs on those 35 attempts, but that's still a lot of first downs. Um, and so you got you got to get better from, with that. Uh, you got to start somewhere. I think it will help out that um, I kind of like Jevin Cordero a lot more than Brendan Lewis, right? 
I, I think Cordero's more experienced last week. Um, and we talked about he was really good at just not making mistakes. And that's one of the ways to beat the USC defense is don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. Don't fall into the trap of all the aggression. Wait SC out and then do everything else after that. And Cordero was good at that. And if you were a San Jose State fan, you would have loved that, right? Um, Brendan Lewis, I, I don't trust nearly as much, but he can be a capable runner. Uh, 190 yards a couple years ago as as Colorado's uh, quarterback. I expect him to be able to use the, the ground game if he wants. I think that will be a point of emphasis for Nevada going into this game. But even still, give me the under. The under on one and a half third and long conversions for uh, for the Wolfpack. Locks you into should, the over. It should be the under. It should be the under barring fourth quarter garbage time. Third and nine is just so long. They could have a bunch of third and sevens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's, the, that's the other thing that I think is difficult here in an over-under situation. Uh, let's go to my first over-under, which is over-under 180.5 Zachariah Branch all-purpose yards. Alicia, Zachariah Branch leads the world in all-purpose yards with 232. Uh, he had 12 rushing yards, 58 receiving yards, 66 punt return yards, and 96 kickoff return yards for 232 last week, a freshman uh, debut record against San Jose State in week zero. Can he get to 180 and a half? That's the that's the line I set here. I love me some Zachariah Branch. Mm-hmm. I believe that he is for real. I think he's going to be an absolute star. But I am taking the under on this. And that is just because the likelihood that Nevada will even let him return anything, uh, they shouldn't. They should not allow him to to touch the ball on special teams mm-hmm. um, if they're smart is low. So I think you can already take out like the hundred yards and kickoff returns and and all of that from uh, from that. So I think that he will probably be productive in the passing game, but there are so many other guys that need to eat as well. There are so many guys that that will have the chance to to have the ball thrown their way uh, that I'm just thinking I'm playing the odds and I'm saying that it'll be less than 180 all purpose. I I think that's a totally valid pick to make. So you get you take the under on 180 and a half, uh, which locks me into the over. And as Ramon Murdy in the chat says, and I agree, uh, if the game turns into a blowout, he could you know he could be pulled early and and not not see a lot of playing time um that's fair later on. here's here's my argument for why he could get it i think the 12 rushing yards 58 receiving yards could be bested in in week game two right okay i don't think that's a question i think that zachariah branch absolutely i think is going to play more of a role on offense uh, as the season goes on uh and he already played a big role last week um I think he could get more yards there uh, and could have a ton of a ton more punt return opportunities. Do they kick to him is a different story. Um, the kickoffs, theoretically, he'll have fewer returns. If, if SC just holds Nevada to fewer points, that's fewer kickoffs too. So, And he only had 96 kickoff returns on one kickoff return. 
So, like, if he just had two kickoff returns that were 25 yards, that's still 50 yards. That's yeah, a lot in, the, but, in an all-purpose situation. Yes, but then you still have to find, you know, uh, you have to find the other 130 yards in... You can... 70 receiving yards, suddenly... 70 receiving yards, 50 punt return yards, I mean, kickoff return yards, and suddenly you're at 120. Yeah, and you still need to find another 50 yards. Another 60, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I get it. I just... I think these things can add up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what, what's, what, what's your next over-under? All right, my next over-under is 9.5 USC pass catchers. So Mm -hmm. we talked uh, on Monday about how USC had 12 players catch passes in the San Jose State game. That was representative of the rotation, of the depth of USC's uh, uh, receiving options, whether we're talking wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, etc. So will USC get over get into double digits again in terms of pass catchers. Now, for context, they had 12 against San Jose State. Last year against Rice, they had 11, and that was that was really good. Um, but then week two, they there, there were eight. And then week three against Fresno State. So week two against Stanford, there's eight. And then week three against Fresno State, there's nine. So we saw last year that the the sort of wide spray of, of touches that USC gave out started to shrink a little bit even in those early uh even in those early um early season games although to be fair Stanford being a Pac-12 opener changes that equation compared to like what a Nevada is as far as yeah. USC yeah for 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 sure i i think that i think it's got to be over 12 last week against San Jose State and i think that you can make the argument there will be as much rotation if not more in this game because this is a game, uh, you know, San Jose State was a team that SC should have outclassed. Nevada's a team that SC should outclass even more so, right? Like we talked about, like Nevada is not as good as San Jose State was. SC should be able to put on more damage here. And as Richard in the chat says, if the defense is better over because there's more time for rotation. Yeah, I, I think that that's absolutely something to mention here. Yeah. So I will take the over on uh, nine-and-a-half pass catchers yeah, this, uh, for this, the Trojans. This one's going to be really interesting. I, I'm very I'm very curious yeah, on this one. 100%. Uh, let's get to the next one, which is mine, three-and-a-half, over under three-and-a-half, John Jackson the third catches. Uh, five career catches, 42 yards for USC, but he's, sec- he's second string on the, uh, the two-deep. Um, does he get to four catches, three-and-a-half? I... Would I honestly think it would be great if John Jackson the third in this game came out and made some plays and and really had his moment against USC? Um, but I I'm taking the under on this mostly because I looked through I looked through um, uh, I looked through like Nevada's 2022 just a selection of games from 2022. Mm-hmm. They very rarely had more than one receiver have even four or five catches. Usually their leading receiver was between somewhere in four, four and six. And then the sort of secondary and beyond receivers were more in the two to three range. They, they just didn't have a very prolific passing offense. Now, obviously that could change this year. There's been a lot of changes with transfers and all that kind of stuff. Um, They think they've upgraded at quarter quarterback with Brendan Lewis. So maybe this changes, but again, playing the odds, 
it's far more likely that he ends up with three catches and that's a good day for him than mm-hmm. to end up with four because I would expect um, if I was going to guess anybody on this offense has four or more catches, it's it's Delvin Campbell. So uh, that's where I'm going for. Yeah, I, I think that's that's valid. Um, my argument for why he gets the over, I think you, I I, th- I think later on in the game, don't you want to ha- give him a drive where you just feed him? It's, well, that's it's, the, it's, he's, that's he's the coming back to the yeah. Coliseum. This obviously means a lot for the for the Jackson family. Like, I couldn't you? See, I could see a moment where you're like, "Hey, we're just gonna throw this this guy a couple of times late in the game." Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could I could see him stuff the ballot box at the sneaky, end. Sneaky, sneaky over. Yeah, sneaky overhead. I, I, I think so. I, th- I think so. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to your last one. It's your last one. All right, we're going one point five. Really, Brown touches. Ooh. Which is funny because the the uh, for our over under when we're making our under picks the the template, the template that we made is really brown says touches. really brown touches and I yes. was sitting there looking at it going well that's my that's the over under this week though <laughs> so the news if there was any news this week it is that really brown was uh, seen taking scout team reps yeah at practice this week and Lincoln Riley addressed that and, and basically gave an answer that was like, you know, he's had guys who've gone on to the NFL who started out on the scout team and that it's not, there's no shame in that. And mm-hmm. that is, that is actually correct. Especially when sometimes the scout team is a guy is on the scout team because of uh, body type and skill set. So if Relique Brown is playing the Sean dollars, that makes a lot of sense to me. Right. Famously so, Fred Davis. Was the court was uh, Vince Young? He was Vince Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like these things happen when it comes to scout teams. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't read that much into the scout team of it all. But Relique Brown only had one touch in week and one, and he, he was fourth, fourth string on that. He was fourth uh, on string that depth on the depth chart, chart, that came chart. Out last week. As I said uh, on Monday, Relique or was in the car cast, whatever it was. Uh, Zachariah Branch is what Relique Brown was supposed to be. So, where does that leave Relique Brown? I think that's the big question on a lot of people's minds is, is like, where does it leave this player who is obviously talented, but maybe isn't, isn't up there in terms of the, the, the weapons that USC feels they have to get the ball to? Because yeah. that pecking order, and again, it's like no shame to Relique, but when you're talking about guys like Zachariah Branch, Mario Williams, Dorian Singer, um, and the like it, it's just and Taj Washington and you know you can go on and on and on it's it's tough so will we see more touches from the league this week yeah I'm gonna say yes I, I he did not get onto the field until the end of the game last week um I go back to what we were talking about earlier I think that there will be more offensive plays that SC runs in this game that means more opportunity for everybody one and a half that just means two he can get two touches. I, I I don't think that that's crazy. You look at last week, he had the one touch for one. He had one catch. I could see a catch, a, a screen pass, a handoff, like anything. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, um, Riley did mention specifically that like one of the reasons that guys go to the scout team is during a position change. So him emphasizing that when he did not have to, Makes me think that him getting a handoff maybe is not something you'd see. 
but we might still see him lined up in the backfield as a receiver. So you never know. Yeah, I I think if I regret any line that I set this week, it will be this because just the attention that's being paid to Relique Brown might give Lincoln Riley enough incentive in garbage time to say, let's just get Relique some touches so that he yeah. doesn't, he's not in danger of transferring. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that I'd go that far, but I'm just yeah, saying. I, I, I hear you. I hear. Um, before we go to the mailbag, big shout out to Alex in the chat for giving us a uh, a super chat coming through in the clutch every week. It seems like Alex. Alex, is awesome. Alex big, is number number. Cheers one with my water, I guess. Yeah, cheer, this is coffee, so it's a legitimate cheers. Do do people cheers coffee? No, it's just like you cheers a, a drink. Well, no, a good, I, a good like. Yeah, I get that. Part. I value what's in my but drink, like, and I am like, cheers you cheers with coffee. It. In like in a in a in a real world. Oh, situation. do you like Not clink, this, you cl- you clink mugs? Like I would clink a mug. It sounds kind of clinking mugs. The, the idea of it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into game predictions, Alicia. Let's do this. Uh, the Vegas spread three and a, uh, th- sorry thirty eight and a half. Uh, the Trojans are favored over Nevada. Uh, Bill Connolly's SP plus projection is the Trojans by thirty seven and a half. Uh, with a projected scoreline of 48 to 10. Alicia, what is your prediction? Um, I believe that USC's offense will score at least 60 points once this season. Wow. So why not put it here? I also continue to be quite skeptical of USC's offense, as USC's defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with a weird one. Okay. 60 to 20. 60 to 20. Don't nice little how, round numbers. Don't ask me how they get there. Okay. 60 to 20. 60 to 20. Okay. All right. 60 to, It sounds like an oil, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I am very close to this. I'm going to say 66 points for the Trojans in honor of the 1929 game. The 66 points. Uh, SC scores 66 in this one. Uh, they do give up some points, uh, 17. How that comes, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's 17, like, truly natural points that Nevada scores over the first three quarters or something. Uh, or maybe it's just garbage time. I don't know. Uh, so 66-17 um, is, is what I got for the, the Trojans and a big win in week, week one. Week one, game two. Yeah. All right, Alicia, let's get to the mailbag, shall we? Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You've got mail. 
All right, we, we got a bunch of voicemails. Uh, let's go to one that we got from uh, Abe in Georgia. What's up, guys? This is Abe, all the way in Decatur, Georgia. I just want to know, do you really believe that Grinch can, can get us where we need to be on the defensive side for a national championship run? Man, I was so furious and upset Saturday watching the game. But, um, I, hey, I can try to scale some in the back for this weekend, but let me know. Let me know what you think, guys. Let's see you, Alicia. Well, first and foremost, thanks for calling from from Georgia. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> love that. I don't know. Have we had uh, have we had a, a call in the rant line from from Georgia? I'm. I think we have. We ha- maybe have. Isn't, uh, hasn't uh, Lamont from Atlanta called? Lamont from Atlanta. That's yeah. right. Atlanta is in Georgia. <laughs> this is true. I can confirm this that. This is true. One. Yeah. Yes, it's um, the capital actually. Yes. Uh, okay, Grinch. Um, I need a lot more convincing of the national championship of it all. Yeah. I think that USC can get to the playoff with Alex Grinch as the defensive coordinator. Um, but I, I think that it would take a defensive coordinator who has a more proven track record in big games against the elite offenses, uh, in order to get USC through the playoff. Cause you can have one fluky win in the playoff. You can, mm-hmm. you, you can, you can sort of almost fluke your way into the I think international your offense title can game. Carry you into a playoff. SC nearly did it last year. Yes, I don't know that you can win two postseason games, and it would be three really because you have to win the Pac-12, and then you have to win a semifinal, and then mm-hmm. you have to win the national title game. Right against teams that will continue to wear you down. Who will have extra time to uh, to game plan for you and all this kind of, like everything that happens? I just would not bet on Alex Grinch being capable of that, given the information that I currently have. If yeah. over the next two months we see an, a complete transformation of the defense, mm-hmm. that would be wonderful, and I would be more than willing to change my mind uh, if given reason to. But right now, no, I do not believe that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think that. SC can get to a playoff as constructed now for two reasons. One, we saw Lincoln Riley do it in 2018. Um, B, uh, or reason number two, they literally would have done it last year if Caleb Williams doesn't get hurt in that championship game. Yes. They're up 17 to three in that game. And they're dominating the game. So then he gets hurt. Everything completely changes. Um, do they dominate that game full stop against Utah? Probably not. I think Utah probably makes a game of it. Um, but I think SC, I mean, they pulled within a touchdown even with him on a gimpy uh, leg in the fourth half quarter. Of the offensive line gone. Yeah, like I, yeah, I think a, a fully healthy Caleb Williams, SC. Worst case scenario in that game is a redo of the first one. They lost the first one by a point mm-hmm. on a two point conversion. Right, so yeah. that's how close. That's all SC needed to do to get to the playoff. Mm-hmm. They would have been in the playoff if they would have won that game. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest evidence for why, yes, Grinch can get you to the playoff. But to get to win the national title, I think it's a different thing. And case in point to everything you said, look at TCU last year. TCU is a very fun team. TCU was with fun with how they were constructed and all that stuff. Uh, they could get to the national, they found a way to get to the national championship game and beat a Michigan team. But uh, no go after that. And uh, our star of the show um, <laughs> suddenly is Jesse the dog. <laughs> who, see, okay, a little inside baseball here. 
Uh, if you're joining us on YouTube, you're now seeing Jesse beg to be taken O-U-T-S-I-D-E <laughs> because a little inside baseball. Jesse usually goes for a W-A-L-K um, between four and six every day, usually around five o'clock, but between four and six realistically. Um, we record at five. She did not get to go on her W-A-L-K before we started recording. So now... It's it's Becky time. Mm-hmm. It is Becky time. Yeah. But little does she know that you, the Rotbots, uh, are more important right now, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, let's get to a, uh, a second call from um, Sean in beautiful Austin, Texas. Hey, man, Joey. Sean here from beautiful Austin, Texas. Uh, I wanted to call in for the 500th episode. And, um, man, you guys, this podcast means a lot to me. Uh, it used to be my refuge when I was going to the VA and uh, dealing with, like, waiting and going to appointments. And now I have them in both of my ears, my noise canceling headphones, as I'm consoling my daughter, where uh, while uh, she's crying and or she needs fed or needs her diaper changed, you guys have been uh, more of a refuge, and uh, I just look forward to your stuff. I, I'm going to support you any way I can. Um, I'm just a big fan of you guys. You've done a lot for me, so um, love the podcast. Never stop. Always fight on and. Um, yeah, thanks for the call, Sean. Uh, Sean, in literally in the uh, in the chat here on YouTube, um, you you are it, it is seriously uh, it's it's weird for people to call in and say good things about you on the internet, um, <laughs> but it is it is the best. It is the best, uh, especially uh, when it, co- it comes from Sean, beautiful Austin, Texas. Um, uh, appreciation is uh, goes goes two ways, my friend. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, we will continue to uh, victory lap here, five hundred episodes, <laughs> uh, with a call from uh, from Darlene. Hello, Rainer Troy. Darlene from Grand Terrace, trying to say what five hundred, five hundred plus episodes really of Rainer Troy has meant to me. Really, it was informative, entertaining, and still is informative and entertaining. A place to get really good info on all things USC football and basketball and just other stuff surrounding USC that you couldn't get on sports radio or national shows or things like that. And so I was so happy to have found you guys when I did back in, I want to say 2015, 2016, something like that. What it's turned into is a really fun community with the other Rotbots and with you, Mike and Alicia, providing us a space to talk about USC sports, especially USC football, 24-7 in our chat and at the meetups and on YouTube now. And that's something I've really appreciated and didn't think I would ever get from a podcast. So I really hope you guys have 500 plus more episodes and that you guys do such a great job for us, the USC football crazy community. I'm glad to have found other crazies like myself. And, yeah, just keep doing what you do. You guys are great. And we love you. The Rapids love you. And that's pretty much it. Final. Thanks for the call, as always, Darlene. And everything I said about Sean absolutely goes to Darlene's way as, as well. Always supportive and going to all the meetups and everything. And, uh, it's been awesome. So we, we appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Darlene has, it feels like Darlene has been there from, from the beginning. Um, and yeah, always, always extremely supportive and always comes out to, 
to hang out whenever we're doing a hangout and we mm-hmm. greatly greatly appreciate that yeah 100 percent. and a big shout out to uh richard in the chat for popping in a super chat yes. you guys are awesome seriously you super guys are chats. you guys are the best <laughs> uh richard also one of one of the absolute rock stars in this world supporting us as well yes yes yeah, 100%. Uh, let's go to a question from Tim in LA. Uh, so, say we see some more defensive schemes that fail on Saturday. Uh, does Alex Grinch still get the, this is just the preseason benefit of the doubt, uh, or should our spidey senses start really tingling? Uh, the spidey senses should be tingling more than tingling. They should be exploding like pop rocks inside of our whole bodies, like... You know the 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 thing that Mythbusters the the myth that Mythbusters debunked that if you ate pop rocks and and soda or whatever your like stomach would explode like that's the degree to Great which Great episode by the way. Yes, that's the the like that's the kind of tingling that should be happening if the defensive schemes fail again on Saturday if if things look identical to what they were against San Jose State. I, I is will that the be threshold? The is it looking the, the same as San Jose State? If it looks the same as San Jose State, then then okay. Houston, we have a problem. Let me let me let me give you a caveat. What if SC gives up twenty eight points? Uh hold on. It, no. <laughs> if USC gives up twenty eight points to Nevada and, and I am not kidding and I am not using uh-uh. Hyperbole. Hyperbole. Alex Grinch should not be employed by USC in week. Wow! Three. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, what if he gives up twenty-eight points? It includes uh, a, a weird, fluky play on a kickoff where the ball bounces, uh, and then a guy gets it, and then it's reviewed, and the and the Pac-12 bungles the review, and they still award Nevada the the points. So I, I guess that would be the the Mountain West officiating crew because it's Mountain. West road game. So the Mountain West officiating crew bungles the review and uh, gives it to. <laughs> to In to that Nevada. case, then fire Alex Grinch and hire a special teams coordinator. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, no, I, I, th- I, I'm with you. Yes, if it looks just like last week, that's a problem. Um, at the same time, I think that we need to. San Jose State is better than Nevada, but we mm-hmm. also shouldn't make it seem like San Jose State is a world beater compared to Nevada either. Yeah. Um, both of these teams are teams that SC should be better than on defense, so you want to see improvement from week to week. Secondly, my standard is that you want to look good on defense. You want to look good on the eye test and all that stuff. If you have a one play, a one play bad beat uh, that leads to a 75-yard touchdown... Not the end of the world for me. You don't want four of those that gives up twenty eight points. So, yeah, that that's 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 the way I look at it. Um, let's go to a question we got on Discord from um, uh, Awesome Tier, who says we all have people in our lives who are bad influences, friends we shouldn't be hanging out with anymore. Much like Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch, who do you need to cut out of your life? Like Riley needs to cut out Grinch. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, Harsh words. I need to cut out procrastination. My best That's friend. That's not a person. <laughs> it said who? The personification of prof- uh, pro- procrastination uh, is... is, uh, is How much dirty laundry want to air here? Because like, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure on this question here. Um, there's, I'm very lucky in that there's no one in my life currently that I need to cut out of my life. Because you've already cut them out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I need to cut Alex Grinch out of my life. 
Oh boy. Um, yeah, I, I, I would. Say, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't this really turned into like a bashing. I don't, I don't want to bash Alex Grinch for the record. I'm, I'm very open, and hoping for improvement. I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally, yeah, abandoning ship yet, but. Um, Remember yeah, as, as West Texas Mike says, I don't have anyone in my life who could cost me national championships. <laughs> this is this, <laughs> this is true. Is very true. But also, who are 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 you are you going to be winning a national championship in the next year yourself? No, no. That's the other question we have to look <laughs> at. Right? Absolutely not. I know I'm not. Um, Ramon Murdy says, uh, "What do you want to see uh, this week to show improvement over last week?" Um, I'd like to see more three and outs, more consistent three and outs. At the same point, I don't need to see three and outs every drive on defense uh, in the sense of like last week it was three and outs or touchdowns. If there's a bunch of six and outs, I almost would take that in in instead. I want to see more consistency from USC's defense than boomer bust. Um, very, very specifically, since I think we've already covered broadly, mm-hmm. I want to see USC's edge rushers contain the edge I, I want to see USC collapse a pocket without leaving a, a, a run lane open for the quarterback I would like to see tactical and situational awareness from USC's the entire USC defense but specifically the guys on the edge right. of the of that defense show that they understand they can't be over aggressive that they need to keep the quarterback from scrambling out and and, mm-hmm. and hurting with his legs yeah be patient. I, I I like that a lot. Uh, Lamont, who says he's still in the in the ATL, which which is yeah, we, we remembered. Look at that. <laughs> um, or, or as the Braves say, the A. Uh, Atlanta's the, the A. a. Uh, question: Do you think uh, uh, Coach Lincoln Riley is holding off the Relik and Zachariah on the field at the same time thing uh, until we face tougher competition? Well, that would be really fun. That would be tons of fun I, if, if you could have a scenario where you have them on the field at the same time yes but i don't think it's being i withheld i, I think that's more of a relief needs to come up to where zach gray branch's level is if this was a video game and egos were not at play here and this was a video game in which all your opponents were like real people watching you play so you did want to hold back I love that idea. Yeah. Like, I think it would be great 3D chess, right? Yeah. Um, at the same point, I don't think you risk damaging Relic Brown's confidence and ego, any of those kind of things, uh, by making him a fourth string player just to hold back anything else, unless there's some sort of injury angle that we don't know about. If there's an injury angle that we don't know about, and this is all about, like, slowly walking him into the season and slowing things down that way, then that would make a lot of sense too. But in that case, he doesn't get on the field at the end of the fourth quarter against San Jose State, does he? Yeah. Because why would you risk it, right? In a, in a meaningless situation like that. So, I don't know. Fighting on MC says, what is Cliff Kingsbury's role for the offense? He's technically an analyst, uh, which I think that's just the title pay grade thing because... As a technicality, um, he can't be a coach because uh, there's a limited number of coaches. He can't do any on-field instruction. 
Yes. So his role would be to look at film and help devise uh, mm-hmm. game plans and, and strategies and that kind of thing. He, Which, he can't involve himself with players. Yeah. Which I think that that's kind of what you want from Cliff Kingsbury anyways, right? Like, allow him to be the guy that breaks down film with... If he, I, I assume he can watch film with Caleb Williams, which would, yeah. I think, be the most valuable element mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Like, could, could you imagine a, a situation in which, like, you go out and get your star quarterback, a former NFL coach, to break over film? Like, that, in a, in a way, is what the situation is, which is... Which is uh, which is really good. Um, you know, he breaks down film with Lincoln Riley as it is. You add in Cliff Kingsbury, that can't that can't hurt. Yeah. Uh, Mark says, "What if Arizona State loses to my alma mater tomorrow?" Uh, Arizona State, I think, is taking on um, Southern Utah. Southern Utah, yeah. Southern Utah, which we drove by a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the uh, Beaver Dam or Cedar Rapids? I can't remember. Cedar Rapids. Is it Cedar Rapids? I don't Mark remember gonna, driving. Gonna I remember driving. Here. Or I remember driving near or through Cedar Rapids. I don't remember. Driving yeah, Beaver near Dam and Cedar Rapids are like close, Dam. close next to each other. Yeah. Um, but cool little campus. The Southern Utah yeah. Thunderbirds. Cool logo. I like yeah, it. I, I like uh, it too. ESPN Analytics gives ASU a ninety-five point five percent chance to win this game. Uh, so, if Arizona State loses to uh, Southern Utah, then. Uh, then clearly the news that they are taking a postseason ban uh, was too much for a first-year head coach in Kenny Dillingham to yeah. keep the focus of his players. I do not expect that to be the case, but... Oh, Cedar, Cedar City. Mark, Cedar Mark, City. Mark, Mark there you says. go. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. Um, as an aside, and not, not Southern Utah, but uh, Utah playing Florida on Thursday night. Uh, when we do, I'm anxiously looking forward to that. When we do Rod After Dark, I'm certain we will discuss mm-hmm. the outcome of that game but cam rising is not expected yeah. to play in that game as he continues to recover from the acl injury he had in the rose bowl so you want my new um, theory interesting sort of thing to look at hmm. my new theory cam rising unable to play football until october 20 whatever that day is where he suddenly is like a new man from a USC perspective, if you told me that Cam Rising did not play a football game until that USC game, I would sign up for that. Theor- you if say that now. If you're and Utah, then, you do not re- want Cam Rising uh, making his return. BS. The, I, I want at I, least two weeks of him. We are, we are not in, the, in a world in which you should doubt Cam Rising's ability oh, to I don't kick doubt, SC's ass. I don't doubt Cam Rising's ability to kick USC's ass. I've been there, done that too many times. Yeah. Don't, I'm just don't, saying. Don't make that mistake. I'm just saying, no, like, don't, don't make that mistake. I would rather face Cam Rising with having to shake off no, the rust don't, don't, than Cam don't Rising even, with don't a Don't even up sign period. up for that. <laughs> Don't sign up for don't, it. Don't sign up for anything. Have you, yeah. have you learned anything? Don't sign up for that. <laughs> no. Um, West Texas Mike's says, can we bring in, uh, who can we bring in to break down film with Alex Grinch? I don't know. I mean, um, that is the What are you doing on Thursday nights? Yeah, that's the question. I don't, I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, last question comes from Richard. If dogs can learn what W-A-L-K means, shouldn't that be, they should also be able to tell what spelling out W-A-L-K means. Uh, I don't she, know. She has not figured out what W A L K or O U T means. But yeah. as long as she doesn't take a P E E in the S T U D I O, 
that's the uh, that's the important part. The way she's looking at me right now is just like it's just funny, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I actually don't think she would respond as much to walk as she would as if I said like that we're going out. Oh, we'll see. Now she's staring at a point on the on the <laughs> wall. Like she's, I'm not getting baited by your bullcrap. So uh-huh. long as you're, she understands that. So long as we're sitting in front of the computers, she's not getting anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, let, let's 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 take the old butcher in the chop house out. So uh, <laughs> let's go do that, and uh, we will be back uh, with the car cast uh, late Saturday nights after USC's Nevada game. Uh, but more importantly, we'll be back here Thursday night, 9 p.m. Uh, with our Thursday night after dark, Ren Troy after dark stream on Thursday night for everybody in the Rot Squad. If you're joining us on YouTube, you can uh, not only do you need to like this video, but you can subscribe and then join the Rot Squad. Four ninety nine a month, you get all of our bonus content. Hit the join button uh, underneath the screen down here, and um, it will be great to see you next tomorrow night. Thursday night. So, uh, until then, um, thank you everybody for 500 episodes, uh, 500 full episodes, 500 plus episodes. Uh, Lamont says, congrats guys on 500 episodes. Thanks for mentioning me unsolicited because I clip when you say it and send it to my daughter, to see that they remember us from the uh, Arizona state meetup, uh, in 2020. Yeah. We, we remember you too. We, yes. we, we remember everybody. Um, but thank you, Lamont. It means a lot. Uh, AK says in the chat, thanks for always being entertaining and insightful. Look forward to 500 more. Me raising my cup of Java to the screen. Yep. Nice. Raise and, your uh, mugs, yeah, USC so. fans. And my empty water. Your empty. Uh, well, yeah. Which 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 uh, pint glass is that? That's the... Um, Alaskan amber. Alaskan amber. Yeah. I've been waiting. No, people make comments on my hats. Mm-hmm. Not a single person has ever commented, with the exception of our friend Simon, who's commented on a pint glass that I had, which was a a um, Bucky's pint glass. I but, but nobody's ever commented on any of the other pint glasses, and it really offends my pint glass collection personally. Well, I'm also I'm usually the one that grabs the the water while we're getting ready for the show, and I have to make a point of not grabbing certain pint glasses because uh, Michael is a collector mm. of pint glasses, which means that we have pint glasses from away trips that we have done to other Pac-12 You don't stadiums. want me to have the Stanford one for a Stanford preview? No, next I need to be careful about you not having the Stanford one or the Colorado one or the Utah one. It or... would be fun, though. It would be fun to see if people even notice. Hey, so there you go, guys. Easter eggs. Look out for uh, if I if I This is bad, person. though, because then people are going to be like, he was using that glass on Monday, and it's Wednesday now. <laughs> Did he clean it? I don't know. Probably, but maybe I didn't. And then, oh, God, I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Until then, see ya. See ya. See ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.